This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Kurt Rogers joining us now for our Monday Mortgage Minute. He is with Affordable Interest Mortgage, as I said a moment ago. And, Kurt, I know we got technical difficulties, but I think we're going to make this work. So how are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. How are you on this nice uh, Monday holiday? Uh, you know what? Not too bad. We'd be a little better if phones were working. But, hey, we improvise and we, we make it work. That's what we do. You know how it is. Yeah. You figure out another way. That's exactly right. All right, so you you had texted me last week some things or messaged me some things last week that there's some changes coming. I know we can talk more about that this coming Thursday, but give us kind of an update of what we've got to look forward to Thursday. One of the things that uh, is when you go out to apply for a loan, the lenders have a risk base. Lenders loan money because of risk. If the risk is higher, the rates are going to go up. They're called loan-level pricing adjustments. And they normally go that the higher your credit score is, the less money you borrow, the lower the risk is, the lower your rate is. Well, that's all going to change in April. They're coming out with something, and, and, and I'm going to read it to you, and I'll bring it in, and we'll talk about it. They want to level the playing field, as they call it. Okay. And they're going to now start charging people with 720s, 40s, 60s, and 80 credit scores more than those people with a 640 and a 660. That sounds backwards. Yeah, it does. And I, and I, I think uh, it's coming. There's not a lot you can do about it. The only thing that it applies to is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Doesn't apply to FHA, doesn't apply to VA, doesn't apply to the asset manager. But Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they do about 72 to 75% of all mortgages. Wow. So it's going to make a huge impact for people, and they're not going to be ready for it. And we need, I need, in my opinion, you need to start making plans that if you're you're going to do it down the road, you better get ready for these numbers. Makes total sense. Okay, so Kurt, we'll do that on Thursday. So Kurt will be joining us then. In the meantime, what do you got coming up on Haystack Help Radio? For those of you that don't know, Kurt has that show every Tuesday. He he works with Scott on that. It's from noon to 1 p.m. Uh, on Tuesday weekdays. So what are you doing tomorrow, Kurt? We, we have one of my favorite guys, Dr. Brock and Clem Sensi are going to be on the show. And what they do is they, they have a, a device called Inspire. And you've seen commercials about it to where if you have sleep apnea, you don't have to wear a mask. Mm. And they, they, they really get into you and show you how it works, how, how you can get it. It's taken care of by Medicare. It's just a great device. And uh, we're going to be talking to the doctor tomorrow. All right. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday as well, Kurt. Take care. All right, man. Talk to you soon. That is Kurt Rogers, of course, Affordable Interest Mortgage. And again, any questions you've got when it comes to mortgages, give Kurt a call, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. 
Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. All right, Geno's Auto Service, anything you need for your vehicle. Again, we've got winter weather coming, cold winter weather coming here midweek. In the meantime, anything you need from Geno's, give them a call. They'd love to help you out. And again, Geno's is with a J, Geno's Auto Service, 303-794-6700. Take advantage of Geno's alignment and tire rotation special for $99.99. Snow has stayed on the ground thanks to cold temperatures, creating potholes and other driving hazards. We all know tires have a way of finding those holes, wreaking havoc on your car's suspension. Also know that an alignment and tire rotation will help get even wear and longer life out of your tires. For over 40 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we'll back up our work with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't forget to check out all Gino's Google reviews for a good snapshot of the business. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Take advantage of Gino's $99.99 alignment and tire rotation special. Some restrictions apply. See Gino's for details. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Gino's with a J. I'm John Rush, host of several shows here at KLZ. Most of you have heard me talk about the cabin I lost in the Troublesome Fire up in Granby in October of 2020. But what most of you don't know is that it was insured through GIA, Group Insurance Analysts. Losing a home or anything near and dear to you is traumatic enough. The last thing any of us need is to fight with an insurance company to be made whole again. GIA not only helped me find the right insurance for a mountain property on the front side, they were with me through the entire claim. They even called to check on us prior to the fire as we all watched the news and knew it was getting close to our property. I can't say enough about how GIA and David Anderson helped us through this major life event. Losing your home is stressful in and of itself. Trust me, I can tell you that. But you can relieve some of that stress with the right company by your side. So for all your insurance needs, call GIA today at 303-423-0162. And if you have a mountain property, ask for David Anderson as he is their mountain home expert. Group insurance analysts. Find them at klzradio.com. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. 
This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Miley Smith joining us now, attorney and director of labor policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. Miley, how are you? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you for having me tonight. Now, I want to really quick, we got to do a test because I'm going to push you far away from me so we get no mic feedback, but I want to make sure you can still hear me okay. Do you hear me okay, Miley? I can, yes. Okay, okay. that works out perfect. So I'll, I'll leave your I'll leave you over there on the table next to me. How does that sound? So, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> again, attorney and director of labor policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. All right, so in the State of the Union, we all saw, uh, and again, this has been a couple of weeks ago now, but you know, a topic that I think also needs a check, a tech, attention, I should say. And you know, it, while the while the State of the Union was really you know kind of center, and you know that that's really what folks have been talking to you know talking about here the last couple of weeks, Miley. We also have other things going on around the country. Of course, there's been balloon shot down. We've had multiple things going on. We've got the president visiting Ukraine. But in Chicago, we've also got an issue going on there where it comes to the mayoral election and then also what's happening when it comes to their 90,000 students and the fact that they're not making much headway when it comes to schools and learning, are they? They are not. They have seen 90,000 students. This is Chicago Public Schools. Um, They have seen 90,000 students leave the district between 2010 and 2022. There's also been a decline, just an abysmal decline in proficiency. Um, Last year, nearly 80% of 11th graders could not read or perform math at grade level. Um, And the same with third to eighth graders. 80% of third to eighth graders could not read at grade level and 85% could not do math at grade level. And the, the, I guess, commonality here that we're talking about between that and the mayoral election um, is kind of a common denominator, which is Chicago Teachers Union. Mm -hmm. Um, Chicago Teachers Union had a very um, activist slate of politically active leaders take over in 2010. And that's when we saw enrollment really start dropping, proficiency really start dropping, And now they are trying to take over City Hall by getting one of their own paid employees elected as mayor. And I know people could be thinking, well, what does this have to do with Denver or Colorado? Because it happens everywhere else Uh, as well. What happens in one place will happen everywhere, as you know. Exactly. CTU's actions have served as a model for other teachers unions. So it really is... Um, a warning for other cities and people in other states what could happen in their area when a teachers union has so much control. And I want to make sure that we highlight that again, that they, the CTU, the Chicago's Teachers Union, they have funded half of the sitting lawmakers that are in the General Illinois Assembly and 68% of sitting aldermen in Chicago. So they are having a huge impact upon politics in, Chicago, in Illinois, not just Chicago, but in all of Illinois, exactly. correct? That's exactly right. It affects our entire state. Um, And it really, we do see Illinois being a blueprint for other states, other unions. Um, And you're right, they have given more than $17 million to state and local elections since 2010, since this more activist leadership took over. Um, And they're currently funding a particular candidate for mayor. His name is Brandon Johnson. And the last I looked last week, they had given over $930,000 to his campaign. But it's not just them. It's other teachers' unions as well. So American Federation of Teachers, which is nationwide, that's the, that's the national like headquarters for CTU and other locals. 
Um, they've given over a million dollars. So that's, you know, that's money that is supposed to be for the representation of teachers nationwide, and they're pouring it into this Chicago election to get a candidate of their choice who is on their payroll, it has been for the last five years at least, into City Hall. Okay, so dumb question on my part. Not that... Uh... Lori Lightfoot is, uh, you know, is really anything that they would have to worry about being against. Why Johnson over Lightfoot? So actually, Lightfoot and Chicago's teachers union have butted heads since she took office. Okay. CTU has walked out three times since she took office. So three times in the last four years. Um, They've gone on strike five times or they've walked out five times since 2012 before that it had been 25 years so again i know i keep going back to this more activist slate of leaders but it's something that could happen in any teachers union and um they she was Lori lightfoot was not their chosen candidate four years ago it was um a woman by the name of tony preckwinkle and they have now spent three times more than three times the amount in this election as they did four years ago. So I think the lesson that they learned there was their candidate didn't get into office. And so now they are throwing out the money (laughs) to the candidate that they want in office that they know they would be able to bargain with. In fact, he has kind of avoided questions during debate on whether or not he and CTU are basically one and the same. And he has said things like, well, what kind of question is that? (laughs) He doesn't actually answer. So he pivots like is normal when it comes to those sorts of things. And, uh, you know, by the way, I'm shocked at what you just said a moment ago. And it's why we really need to pay attention to these things, even other cities and other states. Because, again, to your point, what happens there can happen here in Colorado as well. And I would have thought that Lightfoot and they got along fairly well. Because let's face it, Lightfoot has not been, by any stretch of the imagination a fabulous mayor but what you're telling us is if they get their way chicago will be in worse shape than it even is right now yeah and and really this election is a battle for the soul of the city for the soul of chicago public schools um it's a nonpartisan election so they don't run as republican or democrat um they run as nonpartisan but they are all democrat but there is a you know a, a moderate Democrat who has come to the forefront. His name is Paul Vallis. He was the former CEO of Chicago Public Schools. Is in favor of things like charter schools. Um, sat under or sat over CPS while things like charter schools were put into place. But then you have the other extreme in this Brandon Johnson um, that is really in the pocket of the teachers union. So it's you know uh, it, it it's kind of in ter- there's anything in between right. those two extremes. And we, and we do know, and I think it's important to, I think most people know this, but I think we should actually give them some numbers. The reality is high school dropouts may make roughly 20 grand a year or so on average, where a full high school diploma will put you around 30,000 a year, and then kids that actually end up going to college will be in the 50 to 60K range and over their lifetime make a million dollars plus what that dropout will. So what we're really saying here, and I know you believe this, it's important for kids not only to finish high school, but if they want to go to college or trade school, they should have the ability to do so. But losing 90,000 of them is not helping. That's exactly right. And and we don't really even know where they all went. Uh, um, there was a an inspector general report within the last month um, in Chicago, and nearly half of Chicago public school students were chronically absent last year. Um, um, that is nearly that is almost doubled. 
since before the pandemic. And um, it was noted in this report that there might actually be many of those kids who were chronically absent who might have just gone missing altogether, missing from the school district. You know, so they don't even know where these kids are, where they have ended up. Um, It really is a troubled school system. And again, that goes back to 2010 when there really was a shift within the Chicago Teachers Union of placing politics above students and really even above teachers. Um, By their own records, only 19 percent of Chicago Teachers Union spending is on representing teachers. The rest of it is on politics and administration and other leadership priorities. So they're they're failing not just the students in the city, but they're failing their own members as well. Okay, so you're an attorney and director of labor policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. Talk to us about that and how folks can learn more about what you guys are doing. That's true. Our um, website is IllinoisPolicy.org, but we have also recently released a um, documentary on Chicago Teachers Union. It's called Local One, and it really details how the Chicago Union, Chicago Teachers Union came to power. So it's definitely something that other people can learn from. And that can be watched at chicagoteachersunion.com. Okay, chicagoteachersunion.com. Yes, we actually, they had not purchased their own domain. Wow, good for you. (laughs) Good for you. We now have it. That is awesome. That is absolutely fabulous. All right, folks, we will put those links up in our notes, and Producer Ann will put those up in our show notes later tonight so you guys can look at that. And, that yeah, I'll, I'll go watch the documentary uh, Miley, I would love to see that. And again, we'll keep we'll keep looking at this. And to your point, if anything comes up on your end that we need to know about, please let us know. And yes, folks, I know this is Chicago and Illinois, but as we always say, and I'm a big believer in this, what happens in other areas ends up happening here as well. We, as you know, Miley, very, very deep blue state now. The things that get done in these types of areas will most likely come to Colorado. So these are very important topics right. for us. Right. Yeah, well, thank you for having me to talk about it anytime. You're very welcome. Appreciate it very much. Have a great evening. Again, that is uh, Miley Smith. She's attorney and director of labor policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. And, yeah, some of you would say, well, okay, so it's Chicago. We already know that that stinks. Well, yeah, it does. Think about the 90,000 kids that are no longer in school. Does it stink for them? Do we want to see that same thing happening here In Colorado, if we don't pay attention and do things correctly, as I said in the last hour, the left wants control over everything. You heard her talk about one of the candidates for mayor in Chicago right now is even though he's a liberal, he's at least uh, for charter schools and some things along those lines, alternative education, if you would. A true hardcore liberal, by the way, is not. Now, doesn't mean he's not a liberal and that they don't have, you know, liberal thoughts and tendencies because just because you're for charter schools doesn't mean you're not a liberal. But a true, hardened, hardcore liberal does not like charter schools. I'll tell you that straight up. I will also tell you that there are true, hardcore liberals that sit on city councils, run cities. They are our city managers and so on. And I've met some of these individuals, so I can tell you this firsthand from my own experience. They don't like alternative education either. They don't like charter schools. They don't like Christian schools. They don't like Catholic schools. If they had their way, there would be public schools only and nothing else. Now, in a lot of cases, there are, there are you know, different situations going on in school districts and so on here in Colorado that don't allow that. But I'm going to tell you right now, I know this for a fact. There are city managers 
in the state of Colorado that hate anything that is not a public school. And Frank, frankly, will do every single thing they possibly can within their power to make sure they don't exist. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've sat in the rooms with these individuals at meetings, and I know exactly what's going on. And yes, that is the way it works. So it's a very important topic. We need to make sure that we're listening to what's going on, not only in Chicago, but in other parts of the country as well. All right, we'll get our next guest lined up here in a minute. Hopefully that interview went okay. You guys could all hear okay. I think it went fine, so we'll do the next one the exact same way. No, our phones still are not fixed. If you've been trying to call in and you get a message from your provider, most likely if you're on a cell phone, you're going to get a message from your provider saying that this phone is no longer in service or is having trouble or whatever the case may be. We're still here. CenturyLink lines are down. We're not sure exactly why. They're the ones that provide us service, so we're working on. They are working on that as we speak, and it's not an issue that we have here internally. So we will let you know if that changes uh, by the time we get into the latter part of the show. But we've only got about a half an hour left, so unless CenturyLink gets hustling here, um, I'm not sure we're going to have uh, phones here before the end of the hour. So in the meantime, absolute electrical heating and air. Hopefully, as we get into this cold weather, you won't have any issues. On the same token, if you do, give Absolute a call. They'll come out. They'll take care of whatever needs you've got, furnace or otherwise, electrical, you name it. They'll take care of it. 720-526-0231. You just found out that you need to replace your furnace, and you have no idea where that money is going to come from. Relax. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has peace of mind financing with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. Financing is available no matter what kind of service you need and is available via your technician so you can get what you need done faster and easier than with any other company. The replacement you need can be affordable and stress-free for you and your family. With a culture of service, excellence, and growth, Absolute is committed to your satisfaction. They ensure that with their Absolute guarantee. You deserve to be at ease. Ask about your financing options when scheduling any service with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith would love to help you with your future financial plans, whatever they are, whatever they consist of, and he can stress test them as well. And if you've got one already in place, talk to Al, and he'll help you through all of that and then give you suggestions as well. 303-744-1128. Don't procrastinate. After 20 years with Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith understands that one of the main keys to a successful plan is optimizing it with a professional in a timely manner. When you procrastinate reviewing your financials for retirement, you're accepting preventable potential losses. Careful planning with a professional helps you capitalize on opportunities that exist organically in your life now. Al can make a calculated projection of your finances based on your unique situation to position your money for the retirement you want. In his 30 years of experience as a financial advisor, Al has counseled hundreds of people who've gone through the same transition that you are. Don't wait to optimize your retirement plan. Get a fresh look with Al Smith now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. You pay too much money on your energy bill, heating water that just ends up coming out lukewarm anyway. 
Don't waste any more money on your inefficient water heater. High Five Plumbing will help you choose a new water heater that's not only more efficient, but match what your household's water usage needs are, too. When installing your new water heater, High Five's top priority is to provide you with stellar service and an installation that you are satisfied with, which is why they offer a two-year parts and labor warranty on your new water heater. While they are there, they can even customize the pressure and temperature threshold of your home's water system to how you like it. Schedule your replacement with the experts at High Five Plumbing today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out their contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing right now. Mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and waived service fee. For our listeners only, High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Real quick, High Five Plumbing, you heard about them a moment ago, and I was getting our next guest all dialed in, so I didn't get a chance to talk about them. But you guys, hey, as we get into this colder weather midweek, if you need anything at all, have that number handy. We don't want frozen pipes. If you have any issues at all, please give those guys a call. They'll take care of it for you. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. But Brian Clark joining us now. Brian, how are you, sir? Great, John. How are you? I'm doing great, and uh, I, I got to move away from you a little bit. So, can you hear me? Okay. I can. Okay. Yeah, you bet. All right. Perfect. All right. Chinese balloon. We, you know, everybody's pretty much known about them. We've seen memes all over the place. Uh, we've even shot down things that aren't Chinese balloons, which we're trying to figure out exactly why we're spending, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars shooting down things that probably didn't need shot down. Bottom line, this is what I want to talk to you about. You are an electronic wa- warfare expert, and you're saying that they can take a look at things that satellites can't explain. Yeah, John. So what they can do is uh, they can get up close to uh, transmission areas, so so bases where we're going to be transmitting uh, communication signals, radar signals, uh, and just be persistent there so they can hang around for weeks or months uh, over a military base to collect as much signals intelligence as they can. Um, So satellites can do this, too. The problem is a satellite will go over uh, and be there and gone for about, you know, 10 minutes. So you have about a 10-minute window where you have to shut everything down and wait for the satellite to pass. Um, And then when the satellite's gone, you can turn everything back on again. Um, But if a balloon comes by and it's got one of these uh, signals intelligence systems on it, like the one we saw with China, um, it can just hover above your base for you know, hours to days or weeks, as we saw in the case of this balloon. Correct. Uh, and you, you're either forced to just shut everything down and keep it down or do so and have, it, have them watch you. Okay, so question on my part, because this is not my area of expertise. I'm a, I'm a car guy, automotive guy, so I understand a little bit about, you know, technology and a lot of those things along those lines. What all can they pick up here? I mean, I, I don't want to sound dumb, but, you know, that high up, can they pick up ground conversations, or is it more of electronic communications that would be done through, you know, cell signal and things along those lines? I mean, what all can they hear and see? Yeah, so they're, they're very sensitive systems you can put on there, so they can pick up individual signals. Um, now, the system is not going to be able to uh, sort all of that out, so it's just going to collect a lot of electromagnetic energy okay. uh, and be able to assign it to different frequency bins. Uh, but then in post-processing, they can evaluate what are these that are cell phone signals and which cell phones are sending these signals. So they can, they can break it down and actually um, discern 
different uh, communications and radio signals from one another and even pull out specific messages that might be you know, buried gotcha. in there now. Gotcha. If there's cryptology involved, that makes it harder. But okay. um, you can you can pull it down to the individual message signal. Yeah. What about when it comes to images, pictures, things along those lines? I mean, I know satellites can get way down in and really see you know, some things that are tied. You know, for years and years, I had uh, an automotive shop actually not far from Ball Aerospace. And I know even some 25 years ago, the guys that worked there would tell me, you know, it's like, hey, you can't tell anybody this, but we got satellites right now that can read a Coke can in the ocean from space. So don't think for a second they can't read license plates and all sorts of other things. This was 20-some years ago, Brian. I got to believe that right. the technology has improved today to where they can do that plus some. Uh, you bet. So satellites can give you really good imagery uh, down to, like you said, a Coke can uh, level of resolution. Uh, the difference is uh, they, they're kind of fixed in ter- terms of what angle they're looking at. So okay. they're looking at something ver- from a specific angle if it's a geostationary satellite. Uh, and if it's a low Earth orbit satellite, then it's doing it you know, on these very short orbits where you've got a 10-minute window to look at the thing, uh, which means you're, you're really getting a kind of a limited pr- perspective on whatever it is that you're observing. So the balloon can go to other perspectives and get you know, like a 360 view. What gotcha. does that thing look like from different angles? Gotcha. Uh, and also it can get a much closer... Uh, and you can actually get better uh, resolution if you can get closer. So even even though the satellite gives you good images, you can actually get better images if you can get, in this case, you know, 10 times closer. Well, and again, just being a novice at this, but kind of looking at the trajectory of the balloon, its different elevations it was at and so on, looks to me like they were raising and lowering this thing accordingly. My gut feeling is, of course, like anything, common sense would say the closer they get to Earth or to an object, the better those images get, Right. Uh, yeah. So generally, though, once once it's like the sixty to sixty five thousand foot range, the images are going to look about the same. The reason they change altitude is to be able to change direction. Ah, uh, because if you go to okay. different altitudes, you get access to different wind currents. And you can change the course they're on. Makes so that's sense. how they steer them. Okay, that makes total. Thank you. I, I mean, that way, again, I'm not a balloon expert, so that makes total sense. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think this is pretty self-explanatory. But why should this concern the average American? Uh, well, because um, uh, this gives you, uh, gives the Chinese in this case, the ability to do persistent surveillance over our, in this case, military bases um, that satellites can't give them, right? So we, we, during the Cold War, had what we called the Open Skies Treaty, where the Russians or Soviets could send uh, surveillance aircraft over our country. Mm-hmm. We sent them over their country. That was part of confidence building. Well, we don't have that with China. So, we, you know, China goes and sends these balloons over. They don't allow us to do the same thing across their country. Mm. Um, so it, this is a, a, a risk to our military installations because it gives them the ability to build targeting that maybe they couldn't have done otherwise. Um, and the more important concern is they start to build an understanding of our radar systems, our radio systems, yep. um, be able to tell how we do communications between military bases like missile silos. These can all be used against us if they, for example, get people to infiltrate the United States and we're able to do some kind of operation uh, against our nuclear installations. So there's there's lots of reasons why this is a potential okay. threat. Got a text. Um, got that, a t- yeah, we should we should take seriously. No, I, I agree. Uh, got a text message a moment ago. Good, good question, by the way. I hadn't thought about this. Is there any possibility the balloon from China could transmit and cause a misfire at any of our missile silos? Uh, unlikely. So the their you know, missile silos obviously hardened pretty pretty well, um, and they're hardened against electromagnetic pulse even because they're used to they're designed to be able to withstand a nuclear attack, right? So um, it'd be very difficult to you know build up enough of a, a uh, 
uh, a field that would be able to affect those. Um, plus, these balloons have a really low amount of power available to them because they're solar powered. So they've got solar panels that are on the top of the payload um, that keep the thing energized. So it doesn't really have enough power to generate that kind of jamming signal or that kind of electromagnetic pulse, uh, plus these sites are, are hardened against those. So really it's more of what you said a moment ago. It's the intelligence gathering they're able to do, right. really zero in, if you would, on what we've got going on here. Not, and again, it's not just even the military bases. They're able to see everything going on, even in and around right. cities. I mean, let's face it, Brian, they can see traffic patterns. What are we doing daytime, nighttime? There's all sorts of intelligence gathering they can get, sure. not just from the military bases. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, building that pattern of life, if you will, to understand, yeah. you know, what potential vulnerabilities are. If you want to do an infrastructure attack on a, a major city, then uh, you kind of want to understand you know, what's rush hour look like. Yeah. What's the electrical grid yeah. look like? That's right. Um, you know, how does the how does the communications, uh, the cell phone signal or towers work? You know, what's the different patterns there? So be, understanding that that environment is going to be important if you want to execute some kind of attack that's maybe done here in the United States as opposed to emanating from over in China. Yeah, I've got a program that I do on, on Fridays from 2 to 3 called Ready Radio. It's a preparedness show. We talk about everything from, you know, what do you do if there's a you know, major storm or things along those lines or an EMP strike, things along those lines as well. And to your point, you know, to me, this is a lot of intelligence gathering to where you can figure out the different cities, the different time zones, where, you know, where if they were going to launch an EMP, when would they best do it to affect the entire country as a whole and get the best bang for their buck, if you would. To me, that's a lot of what they can gather at the same time as well. Right. And uh, China's intelligence uh process is, is more or less just designed around hoovering up as much information as possible yep. and then taking it back and figuring out what's useful out of that pile of, of data. Um, so it's not that they necessarily have some kind of designs on uh, attacking cities or, or bases in the middle of the United States, but it's uh, this, this is a bunch of information that could be right. potentially valuable in the future. That's right. No, it's just it's the gathering of information, which is what, by the way, they're very good at and, and again i just i can't believe that we let these things float around over our skies as long as we did and, I, and i've said it before as well and I, and I don't think i'm wrong in this i don't think china is as in good a shape as a lot of people would give them credit for our own our own politicians included and, and i've said it before and i'll keep saying it desperate people do desperate things desperate countries do desperate things and i think you're seeing that out of china right now yeah i mean i, I think joe biden brought up that he wouldn't want to trade places with uh, Xi Jinping for all, because of all the problems that she has to deal with. And the United States uh, security threat is just, you know, number 10 or 12 on their list of things they've mm -hmm. got to worry about. Um, yes, yeah, so they got they got a lot of issues they have to resolve before they even start worrying about defending themselves against us. That's right. Now, one other thing, too, that I want to make sure that we're clear on, because I don't know that this really, that everybody understands, and from what everything I've read, and again, you're the expert on this, we're talking to Brian Clark, he's an electronic warfare expert. So, Brian, this information that they're gathering, even though we shoot the balloon down and we're gathering the item at the bottom of the balloon, that information's been gathered and sent to China all along in real time, am I right? No, it, yes, it, the, the design of the balloon is such that they are transmitting back using satellite communications um, as much of the data as fast as they can, right? So it's obviously buffering and sending it off in, in packages. Um, Correct. Now, uh, the United States said, or the government said that they were denying the ability of the Chinese to send this data back uh, once they detected the balloon over U.S. territory. So that implies to me they were jamming those those communication signals so that the, the balloon maybe wasn't actually in communication with China anymore once it hit you know, Montana and started to drift down into right. the continental United States. So 
and you could do that. So it wouldn't be difficult to put um, one of our electronic warfare aircraft up there near that same altitude and have it basically be jamming that satellite communication signal. Okay. And I'm assuming that would be something where it wouldn't just be one airplane. If you're going to continue to circle that thing and make sure you're doing that all across the state, you're using multiple airplanes to do that, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Again, just common sense. Okay. So how, how, how would I ask this? We've sort of seen these things slow down, although there was an object over Hawaii, I believe, as late as yesterday. Is this the end of what we've seen with China, or are they going to continue down this path? Oh, I think they're going to continue down this path. This program has been around for, it looks like, about a decade. Um, It hasn't necessarily been sending balloons over the United States for a decade, but it's been around for a decade. Um, and the U.S. has had you know, the U.S. has companies that build these same kind of balloons. So I think it's in, in, inevitable you're going to see not only this continue, but probably expand. You're going to probably see more mm. use of these balloons mm. as a uh, intelligence gathering uh, mechanism um, by countries that want to use it to complement their satellites, like, like the U.S. and China, or by countries that don't have a, a satellite uh, surveillance system, you know, like Iran or others. You know, so you can see uh, this becoming the, the popular kind of poor countries. Uh, pseudo-satellite. Well, that was going to be my next question as well, is, you know, what's the cost difference between, I mean, I know satellites are very expensive to put up into space, not only to make them, you know, on the front side, but have them deployed and put into space and then monitor what they're doing once they're up there. I got to believe this is a much cheaper alternative, is it not? Yeah, these balloons, um, you know, if you, like, the fully tricked out one, like we saw with the Chinese, is probably more like a half million dollars. Um, but you, but the, the cheaper versions of these are in the hundred or two hundred thousand dollar range. Mm. So they are quite a bit cheaper than a satellite than putting a satellite up into space, right? You might be able to get a cheap satellite for that that much, but you've got to launch it, and so that gets you into the millions. Of yeah, dollars yeah I was going to say you're millions of dollars plus to put a satellite up, right? If right, not several, right, you know, right. you're not just millions; you're Unless, tens of millions, right? Right. Unless you can hitch a ride, and so uh, with you know, you, if uh, SpaceX is doing a launch, and you can hitch a ride on one of their satellite their their launches and get cheap rates, uh, the problem is most most of these states that might be pursuing this don't can't have do that. that. Kind of access, That's right. right. That's right. Brian, how do folks learn more about you and even some of the things that you've got going on and can stay up on some of these things as you put things out? Uh, yeah, so I'm over at the Hudson Institute. Um, so if you you can just follow me there, um, the Hudson Institute has a Twitter account um, as well, and uh, we've got obviously a huge web page and lots of uh, the reports and the, and the publications we put out are, are described there. Awesome. Brian, you've been very helpful. In fact, if anything comes up, you want to come back on, we'd love to have you, sir. Oh, my pleasure, John. Great to be here. You bet. Appreciate it, Brian, very much. Have a great evening. Brian Clark again with the Hudson Institute. He's a senior fellow there, by the way, director of at the Center for Defense Concepts and Technology. So there's a guy that knows a lot about what we just got done talking about. And no, I am not an expert when it comes to satellites or balloons. In fact, I learned a few things there. I hope you guys did as well. All right, we'll be right back. Extreme Auto Repair coming up next. And I said earlier, we've got cold weather coming in really tomorrow night into Wednesday, all the way into Thursday. If you need anything done to your vehicle, I would suggest getting that done now. In fact, tomorrow is going to be tight probably on doing anything tire-wise and so on. But call Extreme and find out. KLZRadio.com or 303-841-1071. You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. 
Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their pro-rated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. All right, flashing back, Kevin Flash, anything you need with your legal end of things, and I mean that sincerely, including gun trusts and things of that nature. Talk to Kevin today, 303-806-8886. Get relief from flashing back. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right. When it comes to real estate, we have got two experts, and they are for the price of one. Catherine and Robin, K&R Home Transitions, 720-437-8210. Call them today. You can also find them at klzradio.com. To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. Realtors Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market. By identifying exactly who your competition is, you'll actually go to see similar listings in your area. So you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Cat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Charlie and I were just talking about something here at the break that, you know... 
I was talking to somebody else that's here at the station prior to us coming on air today. I didn't even tell Charlie about this. It coincides with the conversation he and I were having a moment ago. And since we're heading into colder weather, and yes, this is a drive radio topic, but I feel like I need to put this out there to you guys anyways. And that is, I really feel strongly that they've gotten inexpensive enough that at least one in your family, if not each car, should have one of the mini jump boxes that they sell. They're very inexpensive now. You can buy one for $40, $50. Keep that in your glove box. If you have a dead battery, you can get that out of your own glove box, start your car, and off you go. You're not relying on anyone else. You're not having to ask a stranger to come help you and jump you and all this other stuff, which, no offense, I wouldn't trust anybody this day and age when it comes to those things. The other plus side the jump boxes have is they're idiot-proof. What do I mean by that? If you, if you have jumper cables, for example, and somebody on the other end of the cable hooks up things backwards, you not only could fry out their electronic system, you could fry your own system. So first of all, if anybody ever asks you, hey, can you come help me jump my car? The answer is no, no. Absolutely not. You do not want to risk damaging your own vehicle because something happens along those lines, and it's too risky to do that. The best thing to do is to have one of these jump devices. Now, when I said they were idiot-proof, here's what I mean. Let's say somebody hooks them up backwards. The black on red, red on black, which isn't how you do it. Red to red, black to black. You all know that. But let's say something happens and somebody hooks it up backwards. These jump devices have a protector in them to where nothing happens. If you hook them up backwards, no big deal. Off you go. It won't do anything. In fact, it'll tell you they're hooked up backwards. There's little indicators on it. You just rehook them up correctly and off you go. No damage done. The other reason why you don't want to use jumper cables. I've talked about this on Drive Radio. Wow, now for a number of years and frankly, throw your jumper cables away or give them away to somebody else. Do not use them. You do, not, you do not need them. These other devices have gotten cheap enough. They're available almost everywhere. Napa, of course, is one of my big sponsors on the weekends. Go to Napa, pick one up. They're very inexpensive, and they work very well. And you're not then relying on someone else to come help you jump your car. And if somebody else needs help jumping their car, you've got the device in your glove box. Grab it. Help them get going, and away you go. It's that simple. That's a little PSA, if you would, as we get into this colder weather. And those things are available at a lot of places, from Napa to every other auto parts store to Walmart and the, and the big box stores like Costco. You name it, they're available. And I'm one where I think you know you should just have one with you at all times. I got a message, by the way, from John and Cheyenne. I-80 is closed eastbound at Rock Springs to Laramie and westbound from Cheyenne to Rollins since last night. He says it's a little windy. 75-mile-an-hour gust last night. Yeah, that's because of this storm system we've got coming in here a little bit later this week. It's got things disrupted, and as I said, we're going to have some cold weather coming in. Tomorrow's supposed to be nice, and it starts to turn bad tomorrow evening. So sorry to get off on kind of a tangent there on the jump box side of it, but I had a question before we came on air today about that very thing from somebody that works here at the station. Then Charlie and I were just talking about something else and just reminded me that, hey, that's something I should bring up that a lot of you that don't listen to drive radio, there you go. Now, side note, if you don't listen to drive radio, those are things we talk about almost routinely. And anytime anybody calls in, we cover that and it's an easy conversation. So if uh, you need any help when it comes to your automobile, listen in on Saturdays 
uh, from 10 to 1 or Sunday. We, we do the replay, by the way, of that exact same show on Saturday. We replay on Sunday from 11 to 2, from 11 to 2. So had a message also talking about the teachers union in Chicago. One of you uh, texted in, and I said since we didn't have phones, I would go ahead and mention all the text messages. And basically talking about how can't believe these, you know, these Dems get elected, moderate Dems included, and there's really no such thing as a moderate Dem. And yes, I fully understand that. And also the fact that not every kid needs to go to college, which you guys all know. I'm a big believer in that. No, every kid does not need to go to college. I did not go to college. You all know that. Do I believe in college? For some kids, yes. Is it for every child, every kid, every student? No. No. Some kids would be much better off learning a trade, being good at that trade, applying that trade, and frankly, making a lot of money with that trade. There are folks in the trade that make a lot more money than folks that have college degrees. So I am not saying every single kid needs to go to college. In fact, I would probably venture to guess that if you really got down to it, really looked at the numbers, really looked at each child, had a real solid consultation with each and got the parents out of the way, by the way, and really got down to the brass tacks of the student, half should go to college and half should go to trade school. I might be off on that, but I'll bet it's not too far off of that. And when I said get rid of the parents out of the equation, not that I don't think parents should have some input, but I, I unfortunately think... There are a lot of parents that taint their kids. What I mean by that is they don't want their kid doing X, Y, and Z in the trades because that's beneath them. Or they did it and they don't want their kid doing it. Go get an education. Don't do what I'm doing. By the way, probably not the best of advice, especially if your kid's really good at doing X, Y, and Z in the trades. Why would you tell them to go do something that they're not good at instead of telling them to go do what they are good at? I think, I think part of this is this whole notion that you got to love what you do. And you guys have heard me say this over and over again. I'll keep saying it. No, you don't. You have to be good at what you do. And my feeling is the love comes later. Quit worrying about being passionate. And I should write a book on this. I don't know what I would call it. But, but, but get rid of this whole passion and love of a job. Rather, go do what you're good at and you can make money at. The passion and the love will come later, trust me. Trust me. But this whole notion that, oh, you got to do what you love or you'll never make any money at it, that is hogwash. You know, there's a lot of things I love. I love woodworking. I, I, I love watching people that can master that, that do it. I sit there. I'm just amazed at the things that can come out of a piece of wood. Am I good at it? I suck at it. Would I make a good woodworker? I don't have the patience for it. No, absolutely not. I would make a terrible woodworker. I know that. Do I have a love for it? Yeah, I do. I think it's awesome. Again, would I be good at it? No, I would not. Can I take two pieces of metal and make something out of that? Yeah, that I can do. But I am not a woodworker, and I'm the first to tell you that. Am I good at a lot of other things when it comes to using my hands? You guys all know the answer to that. Absolutely, I am. But am I good at doing wood projects? No, I am not. I am not arts and crafts. That is not John Rush. Not at all. So for me to go do something that I actually like, love, if you would, which is woodworking, no, I, I, I would stink at that. If I went and did that, I'd be broke. So just because someone loves something doesn't mean, that, doesn't mean they're good at it. I'll give you another example. Charlie can attest to me on this. I only have a minute, so I'll make it quick. There's a lot of folks in ministry that love people, that love, quote, unquote, the ministry. But no offense, they suck at it. 
and they shouldn't be doing it. They're not good at it. But they love it. They think they're good. They think they'd make a good pastor, good youth pastor, good this, good that, good music minister. They can't sing a tune, but they think they're good at it. That's their passion. That's what they want to do, but they suck at it. And nobody's ever had the heart to tell them, you suck at this. Why don't we have the heart to be honest with people and tell them, you're no good at this, go do something else? We don't even do that with our own kids. You're not really good at doing such and such. You should probably look at this instead. Like I said earlier, if we were to consult every kid in school and determine what they should do when they grow up, you'd have to get the parents out of the way first because they're half the problem, in my opinion, if not most of the problem. That and society. Being down on trades, by the way, that doesn't help either. But Veteran windows and doors. Speaking of the trades. Dave Bancroft, who, by the way, would love to help you with all of your window and door needs. And I say this a lot. I need to keep saying it. It could be one window or all. It could be one door or all. You could have gotten a quote from one of the other individuals, you know, one of the other companies that's out there on what to do when it comes to windows and doors. And that quote might seem really, really high. Guaranteed, Dave can probably beat that quote, save you a ton of money, and have better pro- have a better product when it's all said and done. Veteran Windows and Doors, 303-529-0720. You signed with another window company, and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse. That's because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you. Not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition's prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable. They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want. Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on the dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Get 50% off in the month of February only when you mention KLZ Radio. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, folks, that's about it for today. If you missed any of the first part of our program, the first hour, I should say, that's coming up next from 6 to 7 p.m. And if you missed anything else you'd like to you know, recap or hear again or send on to somebody else, just go to our website, RushToReason.com. Click on the show notes section, and Producer Ann does a fabulous job of putting all those things in there. Very easy to find. And, again, if you want to send something to somebody, even the car reviews and things we do along those lines, there's a way to do that as well. Just click on those things. There's links there and so on. You can copy, paste, send those on. Very easy. With that, we'll be back tomorrow. Myself and Andy, have a great evening. This is Rush to Reason. Happy President's Day. KLZ 560.